You're listening to Arc Radio Podcast. So, Sheikh, uh, the names for this session are um, the one who subdues mm-hmm. and the one who elevates. Mm-hmm. That's Khafid and Rafi. Al Khafid and Rafi. Al Khafid and Rafi. The one who has the ability to kind of make you just subdue mm-hmm. and not be of much use. Mm-hmm. Is that how? No, Khafid is the one that puts something down. So think of it, if you want to put something down, what do you put down? You have to put something that is beyond its beyond its limits. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the way that scholars, uh, I think Al-Khattabi mentions Al-Khafid, is the one that subdues the oppressor. So a person who is unjust, who is oppressive, who is unjust, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reacts to that by creating this the, the, the environment within which that person will be then subdued. And also the Rafi' is the, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that raises up somebody who is, who deserves to be raised up. So how they talk about this um, classically is Khafid is a name that Allah SWT manifests in creation to subdue an oppressor or somebody who is unjust. So in terms of rulers, for example, classically that's how they understood it. Mm-hmm. But also Rafi', which is the, op- understood the opposite of, of, these, of these two names, is to raise up. And what's raised up here is the awliya, the friends of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, the people that are obey and are obedient to God. Um, those are people are raised up in terms of, of their spirituality. That's why Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says that those that have knowledge and and actions, we will raise them up. And that raising up is in terms of their spiritual station and also the way that people perceive them as well. So one of the hadith uh, Qudsi that we have from the Prophet is that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, if he loves somebody, he says to the angel Jibreel wasalam, that I love such and such a person, so love him. And then Allah Santa orders the Angel Jibreel and tell the people of the, of the heavens to love such and such a person and they love him. And when the people of the heavens love a person, then the acceptance of that person is, is lured to the, to the earth and the people of the earth love that person. So that is, that's, a, that's a process of raising up that person's status. Mm-hmm. And khafd is the opposite. Al khafd is to, is to debase, is to lower, is to subdue. Uh, uh, an individual who has overstretched the bounds. So we have the story of Fir'aun, we have the story of Haman, we have the story of Abu Jahl, Abu Lahab, we have the story of the Quraysh. All these are processes through which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala subdues. So Allah raises up people and He subdues people. And again... Just interesting that you say that Allah raises up people through people. So you are raised because people around you feel that you are raised. Mm. And they only feel if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts love in their hearts for you. Mm. This is how, I mean, this is a hadith Qudsi. It's a sahih hadith. So we understand that Allah puts acceptance of that person in the hearts of people on earth. And so they love that person naturally. And we have many examples of people that are awliya, that have an acceptance amongst people and a love People have an intense love of them just because of the fact of who they are. 
Abdul Qadir Jilani rahmatullah alayhi. Is it not their actions? It may be their actions, but you have the story of Abu Qadir Jilani. Yeah. He used to enter into an assembly or a sermon and make people weep by saying bread, earth, simple words, people would cry. And his son, one of his sons said, Father, let me tomorrow, I'll, I'll give the dars. And he prepared and prepared and prepared. And nothing, he mentioned verses of Quran, he mentioned everything, nothing happened. And how, how, how can you explain that except the fact that that person's spiritual station is not such that Allah allows acceptance of, peop of, of, that, of that person to be entered into the hearts of people. That's something that's, you know, it's like the Prophet Sallallahu his, his acceptance was placed in, in, the, in, in people's hearts as soon as they saw the Prophet Sallallahu You know, this is what Ali radiallahu anhu, he says, Man ra'ahu badahatan ahabahu. Whoever saw the Prophet for the first time would fear uh, awe of pro the Prophet Sallallahu Whoever went close to the Prophet out of knowing him or out, uh, uh, as a means of knowing him, would come to love the Prophet because there was an acceptance. There was an acceptance either of awe or out of um, you know, understanding him to lead to love. So Khafid and Rafi'ah is interesting because it, it actually has these two qualities, the Prophet and the early Muslims also were in a state of Khafid and Rafi'ah. Think of the Battle of Badr. Allah Santa raised a small group of people on that day on the Battle of Badr. In, in the month of Ramadan is there something you to seek? raise them up is it something you seek is it something you aspire for you, you take actions for or just wait for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give you that if he so wills no you have to you have to strive you have to strive the Quran specifically and always tells people to strive towards things so you strive for rough you always strive for, for elevation elevation and elevation is sought through interacting with people in a way that they will have good feelings for you. Mm. They, they would know you as someone who's good, who's khair. Yes, because, I mean, look, there's a hadith of the Prophet in Sahih Muslim, in which a person <coughs> who was um, on a beer, who's passed away, and the pro they were carrying the Prophet, the Prophet was watching this person being carried, and the Prophet said, wajaba. Mm -hmm. And uh, that means it's an obligation. And the companion said, what's an obligation? He says, paradise, because you um, testify to that person be a good person. And therefore, Allah SWT has, has obligated paradise for that person. And another, another person passing away was being carried past the Prophet and he says, wajaba, it's an obligation. And, and, they, and they said, what's an obligation? He said, hellfire, because you testified as to his evil doings. And therefore, hellfire is an obligation upon that person. antum shuhada ala nas you are the people that are witnesses over people you know that's that's a that's that means that through that person interaction they were either raised up mm. in the eyes of people so they praise the person and that's why in, in janaza the more people that come to a janaza the more it's a testification of the person's acceptance in the eyes of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so in a certain number of people that they pray behind a person who's passed away it shows a degree of acceptance in the eyes of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and khafdan rafa is something that we also do as well as individuals so we are told if it's an oppressor, oppressor, we have to um, we have to resist that. You know, the Prophet said that the best of jihad is is, is is a good word, in the in the rightful word and the truthful word in, in the face of an oppressor, and that is in a ten, in a sense to do khafd. It's to is to subdue a person who 
deserves to be subdued. So taking actions to subdue someone who's been who, who's an oppressor, mm. that could be in any context, mm. in any, it could be in a family, it could be in a situation of a community or a nation or, or, state. Or nation it can state. be in any any situation. So you have to you have to think that you can be the person through which Allah subdues a person, or you can be the person through which Allah wants to raise up a person. So, you know, one of our teachers, Sheikh Salih Farfur, he was one of the founders of our college. Shukri uh, Kowatli was the, the president of the Syrian Republic in the 60s, and he used to come and visit Sheikh Salih. And Sheikh Salih used to intentionally leave the house before he came. And he would allow the, you know, the Shukri Kowatli to come to the house, and he would find he's not there. He had an appointment after Zohar, he wasn't there, so he would kind of wait, sit down, and then Sheikh Salih would come up later enter the house and he would go into the marketplace buy things and intentionally come late and then he would come up come into the, his house and 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 Shukri Kotli would have to stand up for him mm. and his son asked him later on why did you do this to this you know he's he's the, he's the head of the con the country and he says i'm the person through which allah will 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 subdue this person because nobody he stands up for nobody mm. he expects everyone to stand in in expectation of him and he has to know that knowledge is something that he has to stand up for and it wasn't out of arrogance because Sheikh Saleh was a very you know, pious and very humble person. But in this situation, he realized that you have to show that knowledge and the prophetic legacy does not, is not subdued, but it subdues other people. And that's why it's important for people in the context of religious authority that they never humiliate themselves in front of leaders. And they don't go you know, cap in hand, as we say, yeah, yeah. And, and, and show that Show, show worldly leaders that they are subdued by them. It should be the opposite. Mm. It doesn't mean become, you become arrogant, but in that, that the dy dynamics of that, which we've been taught, is that you should always preserve the dignity of your learning, the dignity of your religion at all times. And that goes for an ordinary, ordinary people of faith as well. You should always preserve the dignity of your faith. Khafid and Rafi. Uh, the one who subdues and one who elevates. But obviously, obviously you have you, know, you have the example in the Quran in terms of your parents. The Quran actually tells the believers to lure, lure, which is the which is the the wing of of humility for them for your parents. So you're actually told to become in a state of khafd. In, in a state of humility for your parents. Why is that? Because look at what they did for you before when you were young. And that is, is, is like a, a recompense for something that you've done. <laughs> is the reward of good, anything but good, it's good. And that's in, in a sense you're repaying it by becoming subdued. You're subduing yourself despite the fact that now you're stronger and your parents are weaker. There's a point mm. in your life where you were weaker and your parents were stronger. Yeah, physically and mentally. Mentally and, and the whole thing. So, if people that say this is a negative and positive, because I know you think khafad yeah. is a negative and and rough is a positive, it's not. It's it's one of these things that are cyclic. In a certain situation, you have to be, you have to be subdued. You have to be humble. Um, the Prophet himself was humbled by the the angel Jibreel والسلام, He was told to become humble. Yeah, the angel Jibreel said to the Prophet you know, become humble for, for in front of your Lord o, o Muhammad so you have to know the dynamics you have to be aware of what you are you have to be, you know, they talk about nowadays they talk about um, what's the word 
They talk about um, being aware of, of the situation you're in. Yeah, emotional, EI. Yeah. Huh? Emotional intelligence. And not emotional intelligence, it's about being um, aware of your surroundings. Okay, mindfulness. Mindfulness. And mindfulness, I mean, this is, this is an Islamic concept. Mindfulness, they're, they're using for everything, for school children, in your professions, in your workplaces. Mindfulness is to know, for a Muslim, is to know what Allah expects from you at every single moment. So does Allah, does, does Allah want you to show your quality of rafa, which is to be elevated and to be to raised up, and to be in a degree haughty? Or does Allah want, at this point, want you to be subdued and want you to become uh, humble? So same person could be haughty for a reason, mm -hmm. and that's allowed? Yes. Uh, there are situations that you got to be. In certain situations, you have to become angry, and there's certain things you have to. Situation you have to subdue your, ang your anger. And the Prophet ﷺ was not angry except that Aisha says that he was not angry except when one of the the sacred um, sanctities of God was being um, voided. Hmm. When one of the, the one of the one of the blessings of God or one of the the rights of God was being um, Ignored, that's when the Prophet would become angry. Mm. And that was the right to become rafa, to become haughty, to become, in a sense, you know, overpowering. But his normal state, Sayyidina, was that he was in complete subdued state in front of people, complete mm -hmm. humility, mm -hmm. complete um, mindfulness of people's um, requirements and needs. And so he would never do that in the So there are situations that, that you knowingly are passive mm -hmm. or aggressive. Mm -hmm. And both are acceptable states. But both have their conditions. conditions. So, th so the issue of mindfulness, from our perspective, is to know when is it permitted to show anger, and when is it permitted, when is it haram to show anger, and the and the the origin of, of anger is to be haram. Mm. It's not as if it's a balance, like fifty percent, fifty percent of the time yes. you're angry, and it depends. It's you a know, Potluck, who who you find today. No, very very few situations where anger is permitted, which is why. Anger is, con is considered to be, Imam Ghazali rahmatullah says that it's one of these, it's like the embers of a coal which is burning within the hearts of the son of Adam. And the thing that brings it is envy and, and rancor. Yeah. So it should always be subdued, always be kind of buried in your existence. For more information and to listen to more podcasts, visit us at arc.score or check out the Arc Media app.